0: Hello and welcome to Legalize Vaping by Legalized Vaping Australia. I'm here with the director of the entire enterprise, Brian Marlow. Brian, how are you? G'day. All right, well, let's go through a few of the vaping-related stories that we thought were kind of interesting for the week. Uh, our friend Colin Mendelson was on an interview, and this was an interview with Triple M, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Triple M. And... The interview, the, 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 the theme of the interview he did was why is vaping still illegal in Australia? And he had a really nice long form interview with them mm-hmm. where he just kind of explains all the benefits of, of, of vaping and why it is that this hasn't become legal yet. And before we, we're going to play a clip of it, but before we do, I want to say it's always very refreshing when media allows vapors to make their case.
1: Yeah, especially especially right now, uh, the media has just been focused on COVID. Yes. Like every my uh, on my Gmail, my promotions inbox, which is all the like companies sending generic yeah. shit through Mailchimp. Mm. It is just email after email on like what they're doing in response to the coronavirus, and it's like you sell <laughs> yeah. like like you got my name because I bought something from a fucking health store once. Yes. And now you want to send me like kombucha via a drone? It's
0: something, it's Why, something w- worse. It's something like you got a phone cover. It's like we're all in this together. <laughs> yeah, <we're, laughs> yeah, yeah, From from Coverly. Yeah, and you or know, something. once you have your income back, maybe you won't forget who your friends are. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Uh, we're all in this together. So <laughs> you know, when this is all over, make sure you buy another cover for your shitty iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, yeah, so like slightly t- beside the point. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, you know, it's it's legalized <laughs> vaping. We go on tangents. It's true. And yeah, it's one of these things, like oh. the media is not really focusing on, on, on anything outside of coronavirus, so it's refreshing to see any coverage on vaping uh, that isn't just a pass away comment uh, that actually, uh, you know, unpacks it. So we'll give that a listen now. His name is Professor Colin Mendelson. He's the chairman of an organization called Tobacco Harm Reduction. Dr. Mendelson, thanks for joining us. What does the research say? Is vaping safer than
2: smoking? Absolutely, um, I think there's overwhelming scientific agreement that it's it's far less harmful than smoking. The Royal College of Physicians in the UK reviewed the evidence, and they concluded that long-term health risk is unlikely to be more than five percent of the harm from smoking tobacco.
0: That's good evidence. You know that would a lot of people would be happy to hear that. So we know that it's less harmful, but is there actually evidence that it also helps you quit smoking?
2: Absolutely. Well. It's probably the most effective quitting aid we have. There was a, a recent randomized controlled trial that found it was twice as effective as nicotine replacement therapy, which is kind of the gold standard that we use. And it's the most popular quitting method as well, which is really important because it's reaching large numbers of the um, smoking population and having a, an important effect on, on public health because of that.
0: So, like I said, I think it's, uh, it's uh, a good... Fair interview that they do, and you know, this reminds me just the, the comparison of something like this, which is like a, a 20 minute, 17 minute uh, interview, which is very fair. You hear a lot of Colin, you know, making his uh his case versus an interview that you guys did sometime back for uh, oh, a television God. program yeah. where you spent about four hours really going through every single uh part of your argument.
1: Well, it was more than that, so it was with it was with. It was either Sunrise or whatever other stupid morning TV show mm. there is. It's like Sunrise with like Jimmy and like, you know, Mornings yeah. with Jimmy and the blonde Yeah, yeah, Jimmy <laughs> and the Blonde and then like w- w- Koshy and, and yeah. the other guy. Yeah. Uh were right
0: between like making saltwater taffy and that squirrel who can snowboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> like in terms of like the time slot. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so they hit us up and they're like, hey, we want to do a really detailed report on vaping. Mm. Uh, do you mind if we come around? Uh, and can and can you find a vapor? And can you uh, maybe find a vape shop? So mm-hmm. they can all say their piece. I went, yeah, no worries. So I found a vape shop. Uh, Jay from House of Vape, hope mm-hmm. you're listening. Good day, mate. Uh, him and Andrew came all the way out to our office. Uh, we lined Cat up, who, mm-hmm. who vapes in our office. Sat down and did numerous interviews uh, and numerous takes. Got all kinds of B-roll footage. Spent about mm-hmm. four hours doing filming, and then after that. A day later, they called me and said, "Oh, actually, can we? We'd also want to get some footage inside a vape shop. Can we do that?" So then I drove to House of Vape,
0: yeah,
1: with them. Uh, oh, sorry, met them there, yeah, uh, and did more filming there for what ended up being a thirty-second piece, yeah, that only focused on me going. This is what a vape looks like. Yeah,
0: you just explain like the difference between like a big vape and, and but, a yeah, small basically, vape. What, yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> basically, I was like,
1: "Look, this one's a you know." uh i think I gave a, a description on how it works, yeah, so open pod and yeah, like an open pod and a closed pod yeah. pod system and and all that kind of stuff uh and then and then it was like, and that's vaping, and that's yeah. like now to what a skiing and squirrel then,
0: no, not only that, now to a podiatrist, oh that's to... right, yeah, I that's completely, completely forgot what a bullshit story this was, saying it's not safe yeah, so then so so
1: <laughs> then they're like, oh, we've gotta be fair and balanced, so we found un doctor. <laughs> Uh, that, that, that works on feet, uh, who says it's bad for you. And it's like, okay, has he like has he ever done, like, tobacco treatment? Like, has he treated addiction? It's, or does he just deal with, like, people who have athletes for it?
0: He just, he's just a very smart guy who happens to kind of carry on the opinion that we hear at this show, like, to propagate. Convenient. Uh, yes. So I'm always happy to see this type of, of media. Because, you know, once they give us the platform, we win. Yeah. All the facts are on our side. Anytime you let us make our case, we end up on top. Absolutely. Last point we'll make. Uh, (laughs) A kid, American kid, created for school. That that was the point. Last point we'll make. A kid. A kid. Thank you.
1: Thank you all for listening. (laughs) (laughs) It was like this weird, awkward pause. It was like, last (laughs) point we'll make.
0: A kid. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So, go on. So, there's a kid in the States who created a vaping detector for his school because he heard about all these things that were happening in the States, you know, that, that alarmism that happened in the States. Oh, yeah, there's back. always
1: fear-mongering that, you know, if we, if we legalize vaping, oh. that the, the youths with two Fs yeah. will, will, will take them up.
0: <laughs> Perish. Uh, he found a way to detect vapes, and mm-hmm. only vapes, apparently. Not a metal detector, but a vape detector. And he wants to put it in his school, and he wants other schools to adopt it. Now, bear with me. Cause this might surprise you, but I kind of support this idea. And bear right, with why? me. Bear with me. Only if all the data is public. So we have okay. it in all those kids. I see where you're going with this. Okay. <laughs> and we have all those kids walking in and out. And then at the end of the month it'll be like, okay, there were two vapes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so basically what you're saying is let's just just to really scale it back, what you're saying yes. is look, if you want to do this, because like, yeah, sh- kids should not be accessing these products. Correct. Uh, and if you, so, if essentially what you're saying is, if you want to do this, mm. then you need to publish, like yeah. in real time, the statistics yes. of the amount of vapes being found. Correct. Because what will come out of that is be like, ah, and, and this week we found six, six. count them, six vapes. <laughs> Wait, like in this one school, Uh no. six in total. <laughs> like it's <laughs> across the country. Yeah, you know, I yeah, done. Done. Go I was skeptical teachers. at first. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I was skeptical at first. Done. Yes. Let's do it because. So. Like, to, to be a bit serious here, like, anti-vapers say, oh, there's a youth epidemic, and they'll go, in the last five years alone, vaping use amongst youth has increased tenfold. It's like, well, yes, because vaping is more, like, uh, it's more of an industry now, mm-hmm. uh, and ten times four-fifths of fuck all is yeah. still four-fifths of fuck all. Uh, Over the last
0: 15 years, cell phone use. Has, has grown skyrocketed by three hundred
1: percent. Yeah, over the last thirty years the use of PlayStation four has increased by you know a billion percent. Yeah. So yes, that's how that's that's how it <laughs> works when a new technology hits the market. Correct. Now that's not to undermine the fact that kids should not be accessing vapes. Right. Absolutely. Mm. But the response, as you know, I'm sure our listeners will be aware, is well, imagine if you had a proper, like risk proportionate regulatory framework. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And even anti-vapors say, yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. So then in order to get that risk proportionate framework, you need to legislate these products. You're, oh, yeah, we need legislation. Which means you've got to legalize it.
0: Oh, no, 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 it
1: no, no, no! No, no, we, no, no. <laughs> no, right. hey,
0: hey yeah. you sound like a crazy man. <laughs> it's just like... Exactly. Fuck off. I oh, feel man. like a mad person sometimes. <laughs> all right. Well, what I think we're going to do is we're going to cut it off here. And uh, we're going to go to an interview that uh, you conducted. That's
1: right. My very first interview where I was doing the interviewing. Mm. Uh, it was a little bit awkward. <laughs> um, but yeah, we uh, interviewed Dr. Joe Kosterich from Athra. He works alongside with Dr. Mendelsohn. Uh Most of our vapors will be acutely aware of the work that Athra have done to support the rights of vapors in Australia. Uh, we'll cut over to that. It's not going to be the full interview. We'll, do the, we'll post the full interview uh, later, later on. Week, yeah. uh, this is just some of the key bits and we can go from there. All right. Joining me today is Dr. Joe Kosterich. Most of you in the vaping world will know Joe rather well from his work uh, alongside Dr. Paul Mendelssohn uh, with Athra. Uh, Joe is also a practicing uh, GP over in Western Australia, and Joe and I have worked together quite closely on a numerous uh, on numerous vaping issues, uh, and both actually presented it at an inquiry over in WA. So, Joe, thanks for joining the podcast. Oh, lovely to be with you, Brian. Uh, so, I guess before we get started. There's a lot of people in the vaping world that will know you all too well, uh, and I'm sure there's people over in Western Australia who've seen you present on the nightly news on a number of issues, not just limited to vaping. Uh, but for those who might not be uh, as aware, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and, and sort of how you got into the vaping world and uh, you know decided to get involved with after and help with the push to legalise vaping in Australia?
2: Uh, yeah, look, I'll, I'll try and cut a long story short, Brian, uh, look, I'm a GP, and been a GP in Perth for thirty odd years. Um, look, I've also been involved in a in a number of different um, health related businesses, and I do consultancies to um, a, a number of health related businesses, both in the um, management and running of medical centres uh, in the medicinal cannabis space with, with Little Green Farmer, and uh, as you mentioned, do uh, do some work in the media with Six uh, PR in Perth and some other channels, and also on TV. Um, look, the the vaping interest, I suppose, was first peaked by patients coming in telling me they'd stopped smoking by using vaping, and I think this goes back five or six years or so ago. And my initial response was, "Well, you know, what what have you been doing?" And uh, you know, they explained it and, uh, how it was supported in the UK and other jurisdictions. And it was around that time that uh, there was a case in Perth of a vendor who was. Find um, a significant amount of money by um, mm. the health department for you know, selling vape products. And I remember having a discussion on air with a um, uh, gentleman, Paul Murray, not the guy who's on Sky News, same name, but uh, is running a radio program in Perth. He's former editor of the West Australian newspaper, who'd also researched this a little bit. And I mean, it basically struck me that here is something that reduces harm from smoking. And yet, you can go into pretty much any supermarket, any petrol station, any you know corner store, and if you're over the age of 18, legally buy cigarettes, and really, pretty much no questions asked. In fact, no questions asked. And yet, here was something which is you know far less harmful, which we were making it difficult for people to access, and this just struck me as making no sense and look i spoke a little bit about it in the media when asked um, wrote some articles on it subsequently in 2018 through i suppose brian our, our mutual friend and associate tim andrews was introduced to uh, colin mendelson and, and alex wodak who are also working in this uh, in this space alex comes from the harm reduction background uh, colin really from the tobacco um uh, you know trying to from the quit smoking background Mm-hmm. um and I was asked by them would I you know come on board with this new organization they were, were starting and that was sort of, what two and a bit years ago now that was the beginning um uh, of of atra and um the way we went yeah it's it's uh, amazing
1: how quickly time sort of goes I mean when we started out with our campaign on in, in vape force one in the bus you know that feels like maybe a year ago but it's two and a half years ago that we did that uh and that's when I first actually met Colin as well. Uh, he came out to our campaign launch and uh, sort of went from there. So it, it's amazing how quickly it, it progresses. S- since then, uh, we've worked pretty closely on on a numerous issue, uh, numerous issues in the in the vaping space, uh, including the uh, inquiry. Uh, interpersonal choice and community safety also known as a nanny state inquiry that was chaired over in wa mm. uh you know good to see that the final report on that came back in favor of uh, vaping legalization or a majority decision to say the least uh that was something that you sort of presented on did you find that you got much pushback when you were sort of presenting on that kind of issue i know that a couple of people on the inquiry were, were, were pushing back but you know what what are some of the sort of obstacles that you guys have faced uh within Athra or even at a personal level trying to trying to push for this issue? I, I assume you probably get painted with the, oh, you're just a shill for big tobacco brush or something that's, like that.
2: That's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> big tobacco, shrill, you know, in the pocket of somebody. Um, you don't know the science. I mean, there's, there's a whole host of, of, of abuse that gets thrown at anybody who questions the, uh, you know, the conventional wisdom. In terms of the Parliamentary Committee, look, in in fairness to them, their job is to ask questions and, arguably difficult questions, but they don't necessarily know the first thing about it um, and their role is to inquire. So, um, look, I didn't particularly feel that any of the questions asked were, um, you know, unfair or unreasonable. The, as you quite rightly say, the majority... Uh, report uh, supported legalising vaping the minority, and it does appear to have split a little bit along party lines. The two mm. um, party members of the committee um, essentially had a minority view, which is the standard health department line of we need more research and we need a precautionary principle vaping's been around since the early 2000s it was not invented by big tobacco it is not to be a big tobacco conspiracy yes tobacco companies have moved into the space because they see their markets are shrinking and they see this is an area where people may be, be moving to so that doesn't make it a plot that just makes it a, a business a, in a business decision
0: the rest of that interview will be available soon on iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. But for now, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week.